for joining me for this week's episode. You're listening to the Sandoval Bench Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Sandoval. Uh, so for this week's episode, wanted to recap uh, games one and two from the NBA Finals, um, and then also discuss where the series goes from here. Uh, so game one, you know, was good. You know, there was a lot of back and forth. Uh, Boston was being physical there. Uh, but, you know, the Warriors, they, they had a big lead, you know, late in the third quarter. Uh, looked like they were going to pull away from that one. Um, then they just started missing some shots, and uh, Boston was they're hitting a lot of threes, and they were able to uh, win that game, uh, 120-108. Uh, it was a, a major collapse uh, by the Golden State Warriors in the fourth quarter. Uh, it doesn't happen too often, but that was, that was bad. You know, um, they... You know, Steph Curry looked great. He's been the, the best player in this series so far. Um, you know, even just the way that Boston was defending him, you know, first in the first quarter, he, he had, I forgot how many points he scored. I thought he was, he had like 21 points in the first quarter. And then he didn't, he didn't score that much in the, in the second, third, but um, you know, I think he ended up with, with 34, 35 points. He looked good. Steph Curry looked great, of course, but, um, you know, didn't get much help from the bench. You know, Jordan Poole has been struggling all postseason. You know, well, he's had good games here and there, but I think he's learning. He, he's, he has to learn how to adjust to uh, playoff basketball. You know, it's not going to be as free and as open as, you know, the regular season is. And, you know, teams are guarding him differently than, than how he was guarded in the regular season. So he only had nine points in the first game. Um, looked like he's pressing too much. Kind of same with Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson has, has been struggling a lot. You know, he, he had 15 points that first game, you know, Andrew Wiggins only had 20. So, you know, uh, there was just not a lot of help towards the end of the game. Uh, but you know, game two, they were able to improve, but you know, with, with game one, uh, you know, the one thing that the one takeaway was that, uh, you know, even Jason Tatum, he had a terrible game that first game, and Boston still pulled away late. And you know, I don't, I don't believe in carryover, especially in the in the NBA playoffs, because you know, as we saw just with the with the Eastern Conference Finals, was that every game was just such a big swing the opposite direction. You had one game, uh, Miami was blowing out Boston, and the next game, Boston was blowing them back out. So it was just a, a back and forth that you know that wasn't that helpful to determine you know who's gonna actually win this series right so you know i don't think there's any carryover you know as we saw in game two you know the the script was completely flipped right in in favor of the golden state warriors and i don't like to overreact from one game to the other you know it was game one of the nba finals like come on so whatever happens like you know you have so many more games left and people were already say, oh, you know, all these team, uh, all these experts picked Golden State, and now Boston looks like they're gonna, they're gonna dominate them the rest of the series just because Jason Tatum played bad. Like, okay, well, we'll see what happens the next game. So, uh, game two was a lot different, of course. Um, you know, Warriors won that one. Uh, you know, they blew out Boston. That one was just, you know, it was over by the third quarter. And for for the Warriors, they had more help. In game two, uh, they didn't have Andre Godala, which is probably a good thing because, you know, St- Steve Kerr's loyalty to Iggy at this point in his career, he just, um, you know, he played 12 minutes that first game uh, and it was 12 minutes too much. Uh, he's just 
and then now he's out. He was out for game two, and he was already out since the Denver series. He had some, you know, some nerve injuries in his neck, but uh, I'm not sure what he could give you at this point. You know, he could probably play him in spots, but um, you know, to put him in crucial points of a game in in, in a finals game at this point in his career, I don't think you should do that. Um, but this game they had Gary Payton the second, and that's why the injury against Memphis was just a big loss for them was because you know they're losing a guy who can defend a, a good wing defender who can pick up you know the other team's best player if Draymond can't at a certain point and then you can switch off with Wiggins because Clay is not where Clay needs to be or where he was before uh, defensively which I've said many times is like he's not going to have his you know his same lateral quickness and stuff like his shot will be there but you know he's going to struggle defensively so I thought that was a big difference in this game was um not playing Andre Godala because of the injury, but then also playing uh, Gary Payton the second, who can you know he's the way he defends, he's he's pretty fearless with that, and then he'll he'll drive to the basket and try to get some shots, but um, he did miss you know some free throws, which um, I, I was just hoping that wouldn't cause any issues for the team late in the game. Uh, but you know the other takeaway from this game was was Draymond Green, and you know. If you're just looking at a stat sheet and stuff, just nine points, seven rebounds, five assists, you know, affects the game in, in multiple facets, right? And we know that, but this game particularly, he he was just out there to to dominate, right? To to set the tone for the Warriors because, you know, I think he realizes and, you know, other guys on the team realize that they played, you know, they, they broke down late in the game and probably because, you know, they have a lot of guys who don't have a lot of uh, finals experience, you know, they're top heavy with, with the experience with clay Draymond, uh, you know, Iguodala who's in and out of the lineup and Steph and, you know, Kevon Looney. So th- it's limited. Right. And then the other guys, like they have to learn from, from the veterans and the guys who've been there already. But, you know, I think they, they, they broke down that first game, right. You know, played, played soft in spots and, and Boston, was in their head and dominated them, right? So Draymond came out and he, his sole intention was to get under the skin of, of the Boston Celtics, just try to annoy them, try to get them riled up, and try to get them play out of their out of their box there and uh, make them uncomfortable. And he did just that. I don't think he should have gotten ejected for the um, for that second technical, or shouldn't have got a technical for that for the other altercation. And then he had some. He had a, a run-in with Jalen Brown, who, who doesn't seem to have issues with anybody. Um, and then Jalen Brown came out and said, oh, he, he likes to, uh, he was trying to pull down my, my shorts. And, you know, but that's what Draymond Green does. And I, I don't know. And then he was getting in the face of Grant Williams, who's, you know, equally as annoying. Grant Williams just annoys the hell out of me whenever I watch him play. Just the way he carries himself, it just bothers me. But um, and then, uh, you know, there was a hot mic, I guess, that, that picked up Draymond Green calling him an idiot or a moron or something like that in the fourth quarter. Um, so he was just trying to get into scuffles with everyone. He, I think he ran right through Grant Williams late in the game, and then he was pushing Jalen Brown. So he was getting in uh, the Celtics' heads. And I think he's in there now because they just started – they didn't play well, you know, down the stretch and, you know, ended up losing 107-88. to 88. Um, and then, you know, cause there wasn't a lot of help. Steph Curry, obviously still, he's still playing the best. I think out of all the, all the, um, 
all the players on the team. You know, he scored 29 points. Um, and Clay, he only had 11. He had one three. You know, Clay has to start. You know, if, if the Warriors want to win, I think Clay has to be, you know, scoring 20, 25 points. He has to hit, you know, at least five threes a game. Um, either him or Jordan Poole. You know, one of them has to step up and, and take that next step. Jordan Poole. You know, this game he had a he had a rough uh, first half. You know, I, he needs to he needs to work on you know finding his mid range game because when he tries to drive to the basket, you know, early on in the game, a lot of uh, the Warriors players were trying to drive to the basket and they were they were getting blocked or they were missing. They just kept missing a lot of two pointers. And same with the same with the Celtics. You know, this this series defensively is is great to watch because you know the Celtics they switch a lot. And then the Warriors could also switch, you know, probably not as much as as, uh, as past teams that they've had when they had Kevin Durant and stuff. But um, they play very similarly. And but the Warriors offensively, they're always moving. There's a lot of motion, so it's it's more difficult for the Boston Celtics to try to defend, uh, even even with their great uh, perimeter defenders that they have. Um, but yeah, so with Jordan Poole, he he had a rough first half, you know, and and Kirk kind of sat him on the bench for a bit, and then. What was that? At the end of the third quarter, they um, he ran up the ball, he had, and there was like two seconds left, and he was like right in front of the half court line, and I was like, is he gonna, is he about to pull up from there and shoot a Steph Curry shot? So he pulls up and he hits the shot, and it was just like such a morale boost for him because you know you could tell he was kind of losing some confidence, and then that went in, and that carried over to like the rest of his time in the game. Um, cause at that point I think he only had, a, he had, he had like eight points or something, but, um, he started getting more confident later in the game, uh, hit five threes, ended up with 17 points, but you know, so now he knows he can do it in, in the finals. So I'm expecting, you know, a better game from him in game three and also from Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson seems to be pressing a lot, um, he seems to have his shot like he's rushing his shot right um but then there was one where you know they got him on a pin down he got open and then you know he he had a wide open three and it was quick you know quick catch and shoot and it went in so that was the only one that he made it for the game so if he continues to, to you know if they continue to try to get him open that way um then yeah but there was there was a, a few possessions where he'd get the ball and you know they're like five seconds in the shot clock and you know he's he's driving in and then he just he stops and and shoots you know from uh from the elbow and then it doesn't go in or then he'll drive for a layup and you know it, he misses badly so he was it wasn't like he was barely missing he was missing a lot um but yeah so so now the series is split 1-1 uh now they're going to Boston I expected them to split this series or this um this home stand the, the first two games uh, it's important for both teams, right? And um, you know, now with Boston, well, now going back to Boston, I expect them to split. Also, uh, coming back to the Bay Area, tied. I do think it'll still go six games. We'll see how Boston responds after uh, losing one hundred seven to eighty eight. Um, you know, they started off hot. Jason Tatum was he was hitting some big shots. Uh, ended up with twenty eight points. Um, didn't get much help from Al Horford. You know, Al Horford has had some big games in the postseason. You know, he only had two points and eight rebounds. Uh, Robert Williams didn't do anything. They didn't get anything from that center position. Um, Marcus Smart, you know, only 
only finished with two points as well. Uh, only played 25 minutes. Uh, most most of the the damage was done by by Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. Uh, they only had three players in double figures: uh, White and then uh, Brown and Tatum. So 12, 12, 17, and 28. So it wasn't. They just it just wasn't their day. They had no help at all. You know, you, you have to have Marcus Smart. You know scoring the basketball as, as well as, you know, being the top defender on the team. Um, but, you know, that Boston crowd is going to be crazy. Uh, they're going to be after Draymond Green. So, um, but J- Draymond Green is the most prepared person for that. Um, but, yeah, the NBA Finals have been good so far. I, I wish this last game was a little bit closer um, into the way my work schedule lines up. Unfortunately, um, I, I'm always having to work in, in a close when – when there's a game so i've been missing the games live and have have been having to record them and then I, I can't like look at the news or basically talk to anyone about basketball until i watch it so this game two i watched like a day later i watched it like the next the next day the next morning um and then like game one i, I watched it i was like on two hour delay and i think game three also i i closed that night so i'm I'm going to watch it like the next morning or something or on, on two hour delay again, which sucks, but yeah, I'll do that. So yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll come back next week to talk about that, but I wanted to talk about baseball as well. Um, You know, what's kind of funny is that the most interesting, the, the most interesting story in baseball this year has been. Uh, about football, about fantasy football with uh, Tommy Pham of the Cincinnati Reds and Jock Peterson of San Francisco Giants. They had a fantasy football dispute about who should be in the IR or whatever. I don't know what. Something with uh, with Jeff Wilson and Tommy Pham. It was like he got really mad, and then they met up pregame, and Tommy Pham slapped Jock Peterson, and I guess Mike Trout is a, um, is a commissioner of this fantasy football league and everyone thinks he sucks <laughs> and it was just the most ridiculous thing ever. But, um, I watched some games here and there. Um, I can't really tell who is like, who's the team to beat this year. You know, you have the Yankees, you know, they're 39 and, and 15, right? So they're, they're the best in the American league record wise, but, I don't know. Like Aaron Judge is having a phenomenal season, and you know, I think he's leading the league in home runs. But um, you know, how long does that last? You know, because usually he's he just gets injured, and and then their season gets derailed. But uh, you know, Garrett Cole has looked good. His last start was was really good. Um, and then you know he's he's playing for a contract too. Uh, Aaron Judge is so. Uh, but you know, there's been rumors that he wants to play for the Giants, who he grew up rooting for as a kid. But I don't know. I, like the Giants are going to pay. They're not gonna pay anyone who's in their early 30s, 10 years, 300 million, or whatever he wants. So, I expect him to stay with the Yankees. Um, second best team record-wise was the is the Mets, 38 and 19. The Mets have been really good. You know, they made those big acquisitions. Uh, they got Max Scherzer. You know, their their pitching staff is great. Um, you know, Steve Cohen is a new owner, and he was adamant about making this team a contender. Um, so far, so good. You know, the, the best teams right now are in New York. You got the Yankees and the Mets. Uh, pretty much, uh, there's only two and a half games separate those teams, 39-15 uh, and 38-19. and 19. Uh, But the Dodgers, you know, they're probably the 
the number one pick in the National League and probably overall to to go to the World Series, uh, 35-19 after that big uh, acquisition of Freddie Freeman. Um, and then so you kind of get in the same teams, 35-20, and 20, the, um, the Houston Astros. And then as far as, uh, oh, the Padres, they, they've had a nice bounce-back season after their collapse last year. So they're 33-22. and 22. Uh, Toronto's up there, uh, Milwaukee. Albert Pujols has returned to the uh, the Cardinals to finish off his career. Uh, looks pretty good so far, the 32 and 23. I would say the only two surprises are the um, the Mets and the and the Braves. The Braves defending champs are you know they're 28 and 27. It's not bad, you know, a little bit uh, just mediocre. But you know they had they just lost Freddie Freeman, so you would expect them to take a step back. Um, and then the Mets, I didn't expect them to be this good. This fast, you know, they they did have some pieces. I just I didn't I didn't think they'd have that re, that resurgence that fast. But we'll see. You know, as the season carries on, as we head into June, uh, where where the standings are and and how things unfold. But you know what? What team I'm really just tired of underperforming is the Los Angeles Angels. Like they're still not like a top team in the American League. Like, dude, you guys have Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. You've tried to make the right moves. They still have Joe Madden. I think they do. And, like, they're still just middle of the road. Like, you have arguably some of the two best players in the league, and you're just still, and, like, you know, the manager, people like Joe Madden, they think he was, they he was considered the best manager for a little bit there, like, you know, a little bit of a stretch. But he's up there, right? And they're still just not getting it done. And I don't know if they'll even make the playoffs this year. Someone will get injured. Something happens, like, at a certain point, it's like, okay, guys, like, what, what are we doing? Like, is it, is it front office? Like, who, who do, who needs to take blame? What do we need to do? Do we need a clean house? Like, you know, you have Mike Trout in his prime, and you have Shohei Otani too. Like, I, you just, you need to find a way. Um, and then, just, uh, I don't know. They, they just need to do something. I, I, like, there's must be some curse on the Angels because you know they, like, Mike Trout hasn't been to the postseason yet, and you know they. They get big names and it just it doesn't translate to wins. Like they just lost twelve straight games, you know. So that's just horrible. But they're still in second place in their division at twenty seven twenty nine. But how do you lose twelve straight games? I, I just don't understand. Uh, moving on to the NFL, Aaron Donald uh, got a contract extension. Um, he got a forty million dollar raise added onto his current contract. So I think he is now under contract for three more years um so that's good news for uh for the los angeles rams uh bad news for their quarterbacks um i don't you know the rams i think they're favored to repeat and then probably um probably the buccaneers are up there too i don't think they're they're going to repeat honestly you know things happen and it's difficult especially in the nfl for for teams to repeat um, and then let's see what else. Um, Debo Samuel, a couple 49ers notes. Uh, Debo Samuel's attending minicamp. Um, he's going to mandatory workouts today. So I think, you know, the more and more we, as we get closer to the, to the season and you're not hearing a lot about Debo Samuel, I think he's going to stay. Um, I think this was a lot just to get a new contract. But, you know, there's no... I haven't heard any rumors about a new contract extension, but apparently he still wants out. I think his agent had has advised him to stop talking on social media 
because I, I haven't seen as many posts or anything like that um, come from him or, or his brother. But his brother still said, oh, hey, we're going to, you know, we're, we still want out and stuff. So um, I don't know. I, I just I get a feeling that they're going to work it out. Um, other 49ers notes was that uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is excused from, from minicamp um, because he's still recovering from shoulder surgery he had in March. Um, now with the with the trade, uh, you know, they, they're still expecting to trade him. I think they should just keep him and, you know, just cut their losses and say, hey, okay, we, you know, we kind of botch the Jimmy Garoppolo thing and his value um, and just keep him because I don't I don't quite know if uh, if Trey Lance is is fully prepared uh, you know there's there's been some some rumors here and there that the 49ers aren't 100% comfortable with him yet because if they were if they knew Trey Lance was a sure thing I feel like they would have traded Jimmy Garoppolo a long time ago and you know Jimmy Garoppolo say what you want but you know took him to Super Bowl and took him to the conference uh, championship this past season had that terrible, terrible interception though to end the game. God, that's just like replaying in my head. What a nightmare that was. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think Jimmy Garoppolo ends up staying in San Francisco. Honestly, same with Debo Samuel. Uh, just because one, there's no trade market for Jimmy Garoppolo, and now teams are kind of scared off because of the injury. And then you still have Baker Mayfield out there. So then you're kind of like, okay, who would you rather have, Baker Mayfield or Jimmy Garoppolo? Personally, I would have Jimmy G because uh, his professionalism, you know, he's not going to say the wrong things. You're not going to get headlines because of that, you know. And uh, Baker, he get, he, he creates headlines that are, aren't about football. Um, but speaking of Baker and the Browns, uh, I think they're going to end up keeping him because – the Browns don't know if Deshaun Watson is going to get suspended, uh, which he should. He should be playing football, uh, but he might get suspended for a few games, you know, upon investigation. But honestly, the NFL is not going to do anything, guys. Um, you know, there's a 24th lawsuit against uh, Deshaun Watson now. Um, HBO Max released, um, you know, interviews from uh, his accusers talking about details that he messaged them on Instagram. And, you know, he he showed predatory behavior by going on Instagram, finding young, uh, attractive young women who were massage therapists and then, you know, made, um, some, some requests to, you know, do happy ending, do extra, you know, have sex with him and pay him, pay an extra 5,000, whatever it was. Um, and unfortunately nothing is going to come of this for uh Deshaun Watson like he's not going to get charged with anything it doesn't seem like because it, I feel like it would have happened already um I hope so because I I don't believe that that he should be playing football he should be charged um there's 24 lawsuits you can't tell me that there's 24 liars like d these people I, I don't believe that they all know each other like some people are claiming if you are an NFL athlete you know, and people have said this on other sports shows. Other, uh, like you know, retired players have said that they their entire career they played for 15, 16 years, ten years, whatever. They've had lengthy careers. They only had two massage therapists total. They find someone they like who's private, and then they fly them out and they kind of go with them and give them massages. You know, at certain different cities before games and stuff. That's their person. They're not switching. 
Like this guy, how is was this, like his fifth, sixth year in the NFL, something like that. Like he's still young. He's only twenty six, and he's had twenty four mas- different massage therapists already that we know of. Like that just that's already fishy right there. Like why do you need so many different massage therapists and they're all young, attractive women that you found through Instagram? Like there's just like that's just that's a problem, right? And um, you're you're a predator if you're acting in that way, and uh, shame on the NFL because I know they're not going to suspend him, and they they say that they're all about you know uh, equality and you know uh, protecting women and stuff, but you know we've seen this in the past with domestic violence, um, you know abuse and and child abuse. They they'll get suspended for a little bit if they are suspended, but you know they still play. It's okay. Um, and then shame on the Cleveland Browns. So the Cleveland Browns didn't even ask any of the accusers. They didn't talk to the lawyer of the accusers to see to get any details about what what was alleged that that Deshaun Watson did. And they just they're like, oh, we need a quarterback. We're Cleveland. We suck. We're pathetic. And so let's make a move. Well, guess what, Cleveland? You have a better quarterback, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. But you're even more pathetic than you were before when you just had Baker Mayfield, who. Say what you want about Baker Mayfield, you know, sure, he there's some rumors that he has cheated on his wife. Okay, but, you know, if they're consenting adults, you know, the other women are consenting adults with him, then okay, whatever. They, they could do what they want if they're they're all adults and they're they're like, yeah, let's do this, right? But what what Deshaun Watson did was was a, was a predatory behavior, with predatory actions, um, you know, getting massages, which is a perfectly fine things you get but then you know the details of some of this stuff is just it's shocking because he didn't seem like he was that person in college and what we've seen from him so far in the nfl but he does he just doesn't give a fuck though because he's out he's out there with his girlfriend or with fiance now whatever the hell she is and she has completely backed him up and supported him in this but like at no point is she questioning him like hey dude like deshaun like what the fuck 24 lawsuits now like are you okay like what is wrong with you where you need to have this many massage therapists and you just like, you can't let it go. Like you need this extra service from them and need to pay for sex. Like what, what is wrong with you? But yeah, he's out there. He's, you know, he's traveling and he's out, you know, enjoying his time and his, his new contract that he got. Cause they gave him a, a hefty, hefty contract. So, um, I guess we'll see. This will have to be a wait and see type of situation. Um, but he's he's the highest he's one of the highest paid athletes of all time for the Cleveland Browns, um, and they just they just don't care. The NFL doesn't care, um, and I think there there's a good number of fans who don't care because once you start playing and you're you're playing really well, like they forget about it. I'm sure they forget about Tyree Kill's situation. I can't root for the guy. I can't root for Deshaun Watson. I refuse to even like watch him there. Uh, but there's a lot of Cleveland Browns fans that are protesting. I know there was some that were getting rid of season tickets. Um, but we'll see where they're at when, um, if and when Cleveland Browns are in like the the uh, AFC Championship game or something, right? Uh, but yeah, that that was my. And then you know, speaking of you know sexual harassers and and uh, sexual assault cases, uh, Trevor Bauer is still. I think he's still suspended. Um, and. When he gets back, uh, the last I heard was that uh, the Dodgers are planning to move on from him and they'll they'll accept that dead money. 
Um, but that's it. I haven't heard anything else on that. That that one's been they've been keeping that one quiet. Um, other news is um, Tampa Bay Rays. They had some players who refused to wear uh, a pride hat and and pride jersey for Pride Month because they said that their faith wouldn't allow it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, that was just the most ridiculous thing ever that your faith wouldn't allow you to be accepting of, of other cultures and, and, um, and other genders and, and other people's sexuality. Like, dude, it's not even, it's none of your business. Those other people's sexuality, if, if they want, you know, to do whatever they want to, like that they, they can, that's their right. And for you to not wear that as a team, not everyone's wearing it. It shows that there's, there's some issues within the team and, and, and with your religion. Like, stop blaming religion for, for being a shitty person. Like, if you're just a shitty person and you're, you're like, anti-gay, just come out and say it. Like, hey, I don't believe in what they're doing. Just do it. Just, just double down on it so then we know who you are. We're just like, okay, well, that guy sucks. Like, we just know it. Like, just, just put the stuff on and be just be accepting of other cultures and other people. Like, it is what it is, but um, but yeah, that's what baseball is so backwards, and um, they're just they're, they just don't do things right, and that's why there's always issues in baseball, and, and people less and less people are watching. I mean, same with football, but football is such a, a popular in demand sport that you know they can get away with it, but baseball, you know, they only have so much time left, uh, in my opinion. But uh, that's all I have for this week's episode. We'll be back next week on my next day off. Um, so enjoy the NBA finals, um, enjoy other sports as well. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening.